welcome to Last Got Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. Hey, we did it again. Here we are again. Look at us. We're doing it again. We had a. Uh... Oh, everybody asked for you at Beltane, even though you uh, were kayaking. They asked after you. Well, no, I was working and then <laughs> left to go kayaking. But uh, yeah. was, uh... my mom missed you and Melissa. I, I don't think anybody was in charge of the vendors. And what happened was all of us showed up and just set up the way vendors normally set up. And it does. I don't think there was any real drama about it because there was no one to bitch to. Oh, great. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> taking out the, the element of going up to, say, you, for example, and being like, it's my favorite spot under the tree and it's not fair to me when nobody's there to take that call. Like, I guess you're just going to shut the fuck up and sit down and put. I mean, that's great. Out. I'm glad. I was like, well, and everybody lined themselves up like the yeah. way you would. Although that church. Perfect. So. Go on. No, no, go ahead. The, uh, when I got there with my mom, they had landscapers there. Oh, yeah. And some construction workers to build a shed or something. Now, because it's a universalist church, I, I posited that they don't want... Beltane to be there anymore, but they're supposed to be accept accepting of everyone, so they're passive aggressively making it difficult so that we'll leave. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happened with Wantaw Park, to be honest. They they started like they didn't actually say they didn't want us. They just started making it harder to get the permits and stuff. And then saying that we had to do this, like every time we fulfilled one hoop, they threw in another hoop <laughs> to the point where it was like, you know, come on. Yeah, really. So that's what I thought was going on there. They don't like us. And I don't know why. It's not like we like shit up the place or anything. No, it's just that our liaison doesn't work there anymore. Mm. Um, so I think it's a new guard, so to speak. And they probably just don't want to do Oh, it. that might be. And I'm willing to the bet members. that there's, because, um, yeah, we had an issue last year with, um, well, two years, with people who lived there complaining about the cars, but I'm like, you guys are renting this place, too. Like, you don't own the building, and <laughs> we didn't block your car. Like, yeah, And then like, last year, that one guy drive through. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody drove through again. And I was like, who is this guy driving through? Probably the same guy. Uh, one of the regular members, I guess. Oh, Melissa was like, balls deep in some empanadas. Was like, in the refrigerator, like, pulling it open, looking around. And she, Melissa's like, can I help you? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just a member here. I'm looking for the juice. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> she's like I don't know yeah, where I don't think <sighs> yeah that's what I mean like I don't know that it's necessarily the church mm. I think I think that there's just no respect from the people that rent there and I get it like yes you're going to be a little displaced from your home for a little while but like 
what did you expect when you lived in a spot that was to be rented out? Like, I mean, it's like, that can't be the only fair that happens there. It can't be. It can't be. And besides, it's been happening there for a long time. Yeah. Minus COVID. It's just so wild. I was like, what are they doing? What is this? What are these construction workers? People are annoying. They are annoying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyhow. Your kayaks adventures. You're frozen again. I'm sorry. Let me see about my internet connection here. While you do that, I'm going to pull my nose. Okay. I'm going to swap internet connections and see how that goes for me. I'm sure it'll go great. Welcome to Secured Connect. Maybe that helped because I have an extender because the house is weird and it's, you know, basement. So like everything's around corners and I had to put up a Wi-Fi extender, which I was connected to. And now I'm just connected to regular Wi-Fi because I'm next, I'm in my office. So that's near. Is that helping? Do I look better? Yes. Yeah. Nice. You know, signals love to make right turns and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. They they love traffic jams too. Uh, So you went kayaking and I have kayaks, so that's going to help. I did. So I, um, I drove up to the Pocono Saturday and, uh, that morning, uh, what was it? Decided to have some mimosas. Huh? And uh, then decided that I could kayak. So, yeah. I didn't fall. Didn't you, fall. you can kayak in a puddle. Like, they are versatile. Yeah. Yeah. was, like, worried about me falling. They're like, what if you fall? I'm like, well, despite rumors, I won't melt. Um, <laughs> I mean, the water was cold. It was cold up there. I was So we were, like, half an hour away from Binghamton. Oh, wow. Um, this place called Heart Lake. Yep. Um, but, uh, I mean, it was cold, but okay. It wasn't a big lake. Also, I could swim. Also, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I won't be happy about it, but, you know, if I fall in, at least I can say I tried. Like, You have to put in some grade A effort to flip a kayak. I think so. Especially <laughs> these ones. These weren't even the ones where you're, like, low into the kayak. Yeah, you're, like, uh, on top of it. Like, my feet were sticking out and... I have inside a uh, kayak, but still, you'd still have to like really like rock into it if you want to flip no. yourself over. No. And I, I mean, I have pretty good low center of gravity, so. I have like a knockoff GoPro and I would take it and I would run my hand in the water next, like while paddling half the kayak. Oh, that's cool. Underwater stuff. And it still never tipped. Yeah, no. I mean, I did have the paddles pointing the wrong direction. <laughs> good stuff. Which I couldn't figure out why I was not getting any traction. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm like, wow, this is really hard. And then I looked over uh, at uh, uh, Rebecca, who was a guest on our show at one point. Um, and I was like, oh, well, that would explain it. And I flipped him over and I was like, wow, this is so much better. <laughs> You're like, I'm really going places. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, look at that. Look at me. Because <laughs> like, I was like, at this rate, I'm never going to make it across the lake. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I did it. So yes, come out. We'll go kayaking. There's many, many, there's many, many bodies of water. People are nuts for kayaking and paddleboarding and all sorts of stuff out here. It's ridiculous. I love it. The swimming spot that I was talking to once a future guest Jackie about, um, that's in Pennsylvania. It's where? 
uh, by the 501, I want to say it's on the Appalachian Trail. So it's a it's a three mile hike in, and Is then no, you oh. four hundred feet's the most elevation you're gonna get. Oh, okay, uh, and then it's like this whole swimming hole, and then there's cement going across it, like somebody tried to build a dam, but the dam has like a waterfall going through it, but not to suck you through it, like not like that. Right, it's just the best looking campground I've ever seen. And it's not like a official campground with like showers and stuff like that, but it is level ground if you were inclined to camp, you know? I would be. Yeah, it's like not, it's like, uh, like a wild spot, but it's not, it's not that wild. They have like raised, like wooded off uh, platforms for tents and stuff like that and fire rings. So it's not the most roughing it you'll ever do. That's okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> and swimming hole. So that's really... Yes. That's the reason for the season over there. I agree. I need to go swimming. I told Jackie she didn't have to get in the water if she don't want to. Even though it's probably not extremely populated with fish. Uh, yeah, I didn't see... I saw turtles at the lake. So there's got to be fish, but I didn't really see any of them. Yeah, I don't see a lot. I mean, sometimes I do, but not usually. I have to be like really in like the back country for that. Okay. I see there's fish um, at that one preserve I want to take you to that is right over the bridge. Mm -hmm. uh, why am I pointing? Like it's right there. It's right. Can you see? Look over there. <laughs> it's right over the Tacony Bridge. Okay. I'm yeah. into it. I'm telling you, I was shocked. I was like, I did not even know this was here. I'm into everything. And I have I like, I have camping gear. I have like uh, tents and, and. Oh, no, we don't have to camp. It's right there. Like, Oh, no, I meant for mine. Oh. oh if you wanted to like, camp on it. Um, lady. <laughs> long gone are the days like where I was like, you cowboy camping, a thing that I wanted to do. No, 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 no. I have like a pad and an inflatable thing and a sleeping bag. Like, yeah. I have like proper bedroll. Yeah, we don't do that shit. In my youth, I was I was into uh, cowboy camping, which is well, just in our youth, outside. Yeah, in our youth, we used to do a lot of things. Um, yeah. Now I'm like, I have a portable bidet. Well, now I'm like, my hip hurts. <laughs> I was talking Juliana into the same hike. Uh, and I was like, uh, it's like a good warm up for backpacking hike, you know, three little miles, you set up your camp, you go for a little swim the next day, you pack it up and you leave. <laughs> no big deal. Not like a big, we're not crushing miles. It's not like 20 miles in or anything. <laughs> a nice light introductory course. <laughs> oh boy. All right, let's get started here. Do it. All right. So today... We are going to do a goddess, because last week, or last two weeks, we did a god. We did our main man. We did our main man. Um, she was more interesting than I thought she was going to be. Um, apparently, we have a lot of misconceptions ourselves, just because, I guess here's what happens, is I'm like, well, I don't really know like much about this person, so therefore, they cannot be important. Um, <laughs> that's incorrect. <laughs> so, like, uh, so today we're going to do Branwen. Um, now, <clears throat> I'd heard of her, um, but 
in passing. Um, so she is a major character in the second branch of the Mabinogi, and it's actually sometimes called the Mabinogi of Branwen. So it's actually named after her. Mm. Right? Who knew? Um, Lear, L-L-Y-R, is her father. But other than me being able to, which was very helpful, thank you, Wikipedia, for giving me his tr- family tree, um, there isn't really much said about him. His identity kind of remains obscure. Um, her mother is Penardun, and her name means the chief beauty or the most fair. Um, Branwen herself was considered the most beautiful maiden in the entire world. Yeah. Um, she was also a high chieftain of a clan. Uh, again, didn't know that. Uh, she is the goddess of love and beauty, and her name also uh, translates to white raven. So in pictures, she's usually depicted with like white ravens around her. Mm. I wouldn't say that white ravens were her symbol because they didn't really give her a symbol, but considering that even in like, and I'm not talking about like neo-paganism, but like they, they did associate her with white ravens all the time. Mm. Even though, what, the, by the way, the Ravens have nothing to do with her story. But, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, so that's her in a little bit of a nutshell. There isn't a whole lot. She does have some brothers who come into play in her story. Um, and I think in a weird way, it's kind of sweet because it sounds like they're a bit of a close-knit family. Um, there was another thing I did want to point out. So that... Wikipedia actually did a really good job of this. If you clicked on his name, because I wanted to know who her father was, um, they give the house of Lear. So it breaks down like his family tree, who married who and who had babies. But they also have the house of Dawn, D-O-N, which is, I'm saying it wrong because it's got one of those little weird things on the top of it. Oh, okay. Which is where Mathawi is from. And oh, Ariel yeah. and Lou and those guys. So apparently it was important enough that the House of Lear had a had a known as the House of Lear. Because they broke it up into the House of Lear, the House of Dawn, the Tuatha de Danon, and the Danu. And those last two, those are the Irish ones. These are all Irish. I thought we were doing Welsh. We're doing Welsh. But they are considered you're right, and I apologize. Um, well, that, and I'll explain why I screwed that up in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but they're considered major players, um, in the stories. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so her notoriety begins with, um, it doesn't even begin with her. Her brother, um, is Bron the Blessed and he's a giant. Like, and we're not talking about like in Norse mythology, we're like, they're just from the lands of giant. He was a fucking giant. Like he was, <laughs> Um, like giant. Um, and he was also the king of Britain. Oh, interesting. And king of, and um, they're sitting on a rock. He's sitting on a rock hanging out with his friends. And they happen to see ships that are owned by Mathewich, who was the king of Ireland approaching. Mm. So Mathewich lands. Bran, I guess, gets up off the rocks. I don't know what he was doing. And basically he'd come to ask for the hand of Bronwyn in marriage. Um Bran agrees with Bran. I'm going to call him Bran. Bran agrees with this, and they hold a feast to celebrate the betrothal. Um, she has a half brother called Ethelson, 
Let me guess one thing. Yes. When Bran is like, great idea, let's have a party over it. Does Branwyn know that she is betrothed now? <laughs> Doesn't really say. Does but this, Well, this is why I'm saying it sounds like they're kind of a, a, a close-knit family. Mm. Um, because she has her, so her half-brother, Efeson, um, and they refer to him as a sadistic anti-hero in this story. Mm. But uh, he's not happy that she was given in marriage and nobody asked the rest of the family. Oh. Um, but because he's sadistic, his way of handling it, he probably could have gone to therapy and maybe like not do it this way um, because now I hate him. Um, he flies into a rage and he mutilates all the horses. <laughs> Hello. That belong to the Irish, just the Irish horses. <laughs> Obviously, the King of Ireland, Mal- Malowich, is deeply offended. Um, but Bran, um, the giant, gives him a magical cauldron which can bring the dead back to life. Unfortunately, he doesn't let him know that whatever is dead and brought back, they'll be deaf and mute. So now he's, so he's got a whole bunch of deaf and mute horses. No. <laughs> so now the way he, he turns to bring to- back horses. What? He used it to bring back horses. Well, yeah, because here's this guy landed on their shore, supposed to be hospitable. His half-brother slaughters all the Irish horses. So I guess Bran was like, well, I'll just bring him back to life. No harm, no foul, right? I'm going to get you a My Little Pony for you all. <laughs> so when Malowich returns to Ireland, he brings Bronwyn with him. And he can, consults with the nobles, like his court, about what happened. Um, they believe... so. Up until this point, Malowich was okay with what, like, getting his horses back. But his his nobles or his court was like, oh, my God, that wasn't enough compensation for the mutilations of your horses. You know, you were mistreated, blah, blah, blah. And so to redeem his honor, Malowich decides to brandish Banwin to work as a, a scullery mate, like banishes her. <laughs> and she's treated really bad. Like, they are beating her. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Um, She's treated really cruelly. um, And at some point, she actually um, gives birth to a son, Gwern, um, and that her son is taken away from her. Um, So, meanwhile, they're not letting her send, obviously, any... Um, information back home that she's being treated so bad. So as far as her no brother, emails to her friends on right. the break. Blink twice if you're on, you know, the camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, she she finally tames a starling. Now this is where I thought that the White Ravens were going to come in, but apparently it's just a little starling. Um, and she manages to have it cross the Irish Sea with a message to her brothers. And ask Bronn to bring a force from Wales to Ireland to, to rescue her. Um, so uh, he's like, what the fuck? And um, so he comes, he comes, but he doesn't even like get a ship. He just walks across the ocean. He's this big. Okay. <laughs> um, so some like sheep herders see him coming across the sea and they're like, we just saw a head floating in the water. <laughs> That's fine. So, so they go to Branwen and um, she was like, because she's also, they were like, well, what does this mean? And she's like, oh, my brother's coming to totally kick your ass. And, 
Um, so Malowich decides to go farther past the river and he destroys all the bridges. Um, but he doesn't quite understand, even though he met the man, how big Brown is. Um, so he just lays himself down over the river to serve as a bridge for the rest of his men to come over. Oh. Yeah, he's just he just lays down and is like, just walk on me, it's fine. Um, and so... Because of that, there's a saying in wealth mythology that says, if he would be a leader, let him also be a bridge. Oh, that's funny. So Mal at Fearing War decides to try to be friends with Bronn. He's like, I don't really want to fight you. You're a big dude. So he builds a house big enough for him to fit into in order to honor him. Malwith agrees to give the kingdom to his son um, and to stop mistreating Bronwyn. Um and bring her back and, like, make her the queen. Uh, but the Irish, his noblemen, still do not like the idea, and they hide themselves in flower bags tied to the pillars of the huge newly built house because they're going to sneak out and attack the Welsh. Mm. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the other brother, the half-brother, Elphison, um, has also come over. But he came over and nobody saw him do it. So he'd gotten there before Braun and his army. And um, he decides to inspect the house that was built for them and finds the men in the bags and kills them all by crushing their heads. Nice. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing. Crushing your head. Um, So at the feast to celebrate Guerin's, um, whatever you call it, like he's going to be the next king of Ireland. Coronation. uh, Coronation. Elvison, the, the bad brother, uh, throws his nephew into the fire. Just like... There's no reason why. Every account was it was an unprovoked moment of rage. So clearly he has some issues. Um, now, this causes huge chaos between the two countries because Guerin was the, the joint like for um, Ireland and the Welsh. Um, so they start fighting each other. Like fighting. Uh, Irish forces first appear to be losing, but by resurrecting their dead soldiers, because they've got that magical cauldron, they start winning the battle. However, the bad brother, Alphison, sees what he's done and regrets it. So he disguises himself as a dead Irish soldier and is thrown into the magical cauldron. And he pushes it against the wall while he's in it so that it breaks into four pieces. Um, So he dies. Uh, There was no survivors except for Bronwyn. Bran and seven Welsh soldiers, and they sail home to Wal- to Wales. Um, unfortunately, when they reach Wales, they realize that Bran had been hit by a poisoned arrow to his leg, and he dies. Branwyn cannot take it like anymore, and she just dies of a broken heart. Aww, girl. Right? Um, now the reason why this is significant is they actually think that this is a story recounting the war between the Welsh and the Irish. While they've definitely taken some, you know. It adds up. Usually uh, you would do a marriage between countries to like try and like seal the deal there. Right. Um, so now there's an all out war. They go back. Now, now like the re- everybody's like, I can't believe this whole family just got killed. Um, so in the ensuing war, all the Irish are killed except for five pregnant women who lived in Wales, um, and repopulate the, the island while only seven of the Welsh survived to return home with Branwyn. They Mm. do bring with them 
um, the severed head of uh, Bendigan Fent, but they never mentioned why this head was important. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> poor, poor Branwyn dies of grief. Um, she says, oh, son of God, woe to me that I was born. Two fair islands have been laid waste because of me. Mm. I know. Um, the significance of her death also is she has a very famous carn or hill called the bed of Branwyn. Oh. And it's supposed to be her grave. Um, it is in ruin, but there's still one stone standing. Oh. Uh, they dug it up in the 1800s and um, then again went and excavated it in the 1960s. And they found several urns with human ashes in it. Hmm. Um, it's believed that if the story of Branwen is based on real events, they must have taken place during the bed Branwen period of Bronze Age, British history, because that's how old those urns are. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So um, they do believe that there was, there was definitely, maybe she wasn't a goddess, but there was definitely a situation where there was a marriage, there was mistreatment, and the brothers went to go rescue her. Now, I wonder, I will find out later, because we didn't do any digging beyond this stuff. But uh, if this is a coinciding battle, because I know there's a battle with the Tuatha de Danon, yes. where they lose. Which is why I think that um, Wikipedia decided to list all those houses. Mm, okay. Um, so maybe it's from their point of view, like the next story of the Tuatha de Danon is the story of how the Welsh came in to like right. fuck shit up. And they're like, oh, we're losing pretty bad though. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's her notoriety. I just felt that it was really, it was, it's a sad story. That's not, well, it is a sad story. I was going to say it's nice, but it's not that nice. Cause she does. Yeah. Know. Like it's cool that her brothers were coming to get her. Um, it's shitty that her one brother obviously has some rage problems, you know? Um, but I also found it very typical of a Celtic Welsh Celtic Irish story because there's always, there's always the one, the one that has to start the catalyst, like has yeah. to do something stupid. Like if he had never fucked with those horses, none of that would have happened. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, based on the fact that it might've been, based on a true story. I don't think she ever had a chance when the no once the nobles got involved. Mm. You know? That's fair enough, yeah. Because nobles. they were Always the reasons that... What? Nobles. They'd be fucking around. Yeah, and they were the ones that would be like, oh, well, you know, just because he killed your horses and brought them back, that's not good enough. <laughs> um, so that's her notoriety. That's a pretty good notoriety. It is. And, I mean, she has the whole chapter, the whole branch of that Mabinogian's named after her. Yeah, the second portion. I, I went and looked it up. Like I pulled up the, the sacred texts for it. Anybody who wants to read this, it's for free at sacred-text.com. Uh, they have a lot of, like, I'm sure they have a bunch of other stuff too, but they have all of this broken down by chapter, I guess, or like portion. And then like notes and things like that to help you understand like what was going on. It's really quite useful. Uh, so what are we giving her for that? I'm going to give her a seven. Ooh, I was going to give her a seven. She got a 14. Nice. I have to, nice. 
All right. <laughs> nice. Like, like we said, oh, so her score is a 69. <laughs> <laughs> so her family line. Yes. In regards to King Arthur. Um, so Branwen is one of the five goddesses of Avalon in the legends of King Arthur. Ooh, hello. Our first uh, King Arthur business. <laughs> yep. So the five goddess of, goddesses of Avalon are Rhiannon, Branwen, Caridwen, Bledwith, and Arianrod. I think there's some crossover there. Sounds there like. Um, her son's death actually is what sparked the war between Britain and Ireland. I think they could have, if the son hadn't been killed, they could have. He got pushed in the fire. By her, by her half brother. So like his uncle was like, "Ugh, fuck you," and just shoved him in the fire. It was unprovoked rage. I don't know if he picked this kid up and chucked him, like just. I, I don't know. Like, you've ruined the cookout. I hope you're happy with yourself. Right. Look what you did. Um, <laughs> they don't have chicken fingers at this restaurant, right. which is the thing Xavier freaked out about. <laughs> so, one of her brothers um, is, uh, I'll say his name, Manawedin. Yes. Yeah, nailed it. Um, and he also has his own branch of the Mabinogian. Hmm. Um, she is the sister on her father's side of Rhiannon. Oh, okay. Wow. She's getting a pretty high score for me. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was the other one? No. Okay. So she has some famous, like her brother's... And sisters and her are actually pretty famous in regards to the Mabinogian. And That's then right. the fact that her and her sister are one of, are two of the five goddesses of Avalon. I'm going to have to go ahead and give her a nine on this guy. Yeah, I'm going to give her a nine too. Like that's like almost like Lou level fun. Yes. My guy. Hey guy. <laughs> her neo-pagan love. So she is still worshipped, although what I could find was, I, I almost want to put her in the category of Bledwith in regards to, she seems to bring out, she seems to bring out the feminist warrior type. Mm. And and that's not a knock on it because I, I believe Bledwith does it. I mean, she does it in me because I'm always like on her side because like she didn't choose this. Like, um... And that's kind of how Bronwyn gets worshipped, where she is the goddess of beauty and love, but it seems that the neo-pagans are now more turn it into yourself. Oh, okay. Um, which is fine, but at the same time, outside of her, like, she didn't really, outside of taming the starling, she didn't really do anything. Yeah, 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 I know. What you you know, she she wasn't out there fighting. I mean, she was a chieftain in her own right, a hive chieftain. So I don't know what she may have done prior to that. So she was a leader. Maybe it's part of the captivity thing. Like she was being held against her will the same way Bloodwith was held against her will. Right. And they took her child from her. Right. Um and I again, I do I do love that her brothers came to her rescue like my brother would come to my rescue mine would too but you don't hear that a lot in you know stories usually they're 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 arguing 
or they're like, well, she'll be fine. Like, you know? <laughs> and I mean, as much as I hate that her half brother slotted their horses, he was kind of like, how come you didn't ask the rest of the family if this was okay? Like, so he kind of had a reason. Oh, not really. If my brother came to rescue me, I'd be like, I had it under control. He'd be like, whatever, Han Solo had it under control. That's why a bird had to come and tell me what the hell was going on. <laughs> so that's her neo-pagan love. And and I will point out, even though we don't really have like a modern, like, what are they, people know them for. Um, she is a major part of the Mabinogian. Um, the... One of the third books in A Wrinkle of Time is actually dedicated to her story. Oh, that sounds like some pop culture stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to throw it in there. <laughs> we, have a pop culture. we do have a pop culture one. Did That's we? the last category. Oh, well, I thought category. it fell in under Neo-Pagan Love. All right. Well, let's go under Neo-Pagan Love. I'm only going to give it a four. I was going to give it a four. Stop copying. Sorry. <laughs> Mainly because I just don't feel like the worship of her really kind of... Right, like there's not like a lot of like plants in her honor nowadays, and no. like foods and, and yeah, that will mess you up. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if you were maybe like gonna be like, I want to tame birds, like maybe that would be who you would. Or like that's, I mean, people worship Aphrodite and Venus and like other goddesses of beauty and love and stuff like that. Like, there's plenty of love potion people out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just that her story doesn't really have. I mean, outside of familiar love, it's not a love story. Yeah. Yeah. It's more- well, that's really interesting. She doesn't inspire. I mean, is that why she gets kidnapped? Because she's like inspiring, like grody, lusty. No, she didn't get kidnapped. Remember, she was betrothed. And she oh, right. She went willingly and it would have been fine if the nobles hadn't been like, she's a piece of shit. And they were like, we're going to beat her every day. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Boy, these... These Welsh and Irish are really interesting. Yes. Pop culturally, where are we at with her? No. Okay, so pop culture, she's in the Mabinogian. Um, she's in the Swiftly Tilting Planet, which is the third sequel for Wrinkle in Time. Mm. And I didn't even know Wrinkle in Time had sequels. I want you to know that. I remember reading them, but I don't remember what they were about. Not to be super uncultured about it, but. Uh, you know what? <laughs> reread now because I reread The Wrinkle in Time and I'm like, I feel like this didn't age as well as it should have. Um, yeah, there's some like questionable situations in that book. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Christopher Williams painted three paintings from the Mabinogian um, that depict Bronwyn in 1915. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. That's oh, going to be a low number three for me. Same. Same. She started off so strong. Oh, I know. All that notoriety. That's so odd. You know, there's a couple of um, Greek and Norse gods that, like, had, like, really great stories and, like, very engaging with their worship and stuff like that. But then you get to the modern day and they're like, who? Right. I'm like, oh, you should have done a lot better. Do better. (laughs) Pagans these days? Come on. Get your act together. It ain't got to be Thor every time, you know? Grow up. Um, All right. We got a final score for her. Are you interested? Yes. Her final score is a 46. It's not bad. Possible 80. That's not too bad. That is just over 50%. Yeah. 
I mean, for starting off strong and kind of nose diving, you know, it wasn't bad. Uh, now, do you think she is? I know she's a goddess of Avalon. Is she? Is that what we decided? She had a throne in Avalon. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess just a throne. I don't know what you You don't know where it is. I don't know where and it is. Some tangible the movie. Trying. It's between some rocks or something. I guess. Um. Yes, she has to. She has to. She's a major player, especially in the King Arthur situation. Okay. All right. We will give her a throne that's two back-to-back thrones. I think I just wrote down the word thorn. Nice. She gets a thorn. She gets a thorn. Oh, hello, Nibbles. Welcome back. Oh, what a cute cat. Just came wandering in. She's like, I'm going to She's like, At least she knows. What? At least she knows where she lives. Yes. Well... If she wants to eat, she knows. <laughs> Fortunately, she's always hungry, so that's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything you want to add? Um, no. Anything to recommend? Um, no. Okay. Well, I'm starting up that Stargate podcast again. I took a little break there to move house and like get my act together. Uh, so you can check that out at zpmstargate.podbean.com. Uh, ZPMStargate on the socials. You can follow us at Last God. Just because it makes me laugh. Uh, oh, yes. I had already texted you this, but I found out that the Polish mob is called the Kabasi Posse. <laughs> I have always said kielbasa. So when it was corrected and I was told that it was not the kielbasa posse, it was the kielbasi posse, I laughed harder. <laughs> <laughs> so she's recommending you join the Polish mob. Yes, please do. Go ahead. All right, continue. <laughs> uh, we are on the socials at Last God Pod. Last God Pod. Then, uh, Danny's in charge of our TikTok, and she's at Danny and a bunch of numbers or whatever's going yes, on there. Which I got to make one tonight. Link that doesn't beat me up. Link in the bio there. Uh, thank you to Mike Giacino for writing our theme music. And mm, thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.